so yeah, thank you. And, and I wanted to make sure we could record this uh, presentation for a few reasons. The first thing that comes to mind, um, really influential thought leader person, especially in the marketing industry, online marketing. His name is Russell Brunson. Uh, if you guys are not familiar with Russell Brunson, uh, I heard a great quote from him recently where he said, whenever you talk, record everything. And so we're going to repurpose this presentation, this content today and get the Crystal City Pentagon Rotary Club blasted out there around the world um, on the Dream Chasers platform, which is my podcast that Glenn had mentioned. So happy to be here. You know what? I want to make sure. Uh, how long do we have presentation wise time today? Uh, you have uh, roughly 30 minutes. Okay. So I want to keep an eye, keep an eye on the clock. So um, <clears throat> to kick things off, I know at the end of uh, our meetings, we, we have the four-way test and we always like to ask, after the four-way test, is it fun? Um, and I definitely think the presentation today is going to be fun because, Glenn, I don't know if you remember, I reached out or when we were going back and forth before today, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have my friend uh, and colleague Joe Langenbrunner join me to talk a little bit about Lieberland as well. Um, and I found out last minute that it was a miscommunication between him and I. So now I'm, I'm here solo, <laughs> um, so it's gonna be fun. I just got a presentation sent over from him 10 minutes before we got started, so I haven't even had a chance to, to go through it yet, but we are gonna skim through it and talk about some cool things about Lieberland. Uh, but before that, I wanna show you guys uh, a little bit about how I first got connected with Lieberland. It's a country in Eastern Europe uh, very small between Croatia and Serbia, sitting on the Danube River, um, four square miles, five, we just had our fifth anniversary on April 13th, 2020. And um, back when I was in DC was when I first got connected with these guys. And I never thought that I would actually be running the, the podcast for an entire country, but here we are, um, it's happening. And this is the inception moment of Lieberland. Let me share my screen and show you guys this. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Adam Carswell, and right now I'm getting ready to go meet the president of Lieberland, Vitjelička. Lieberland is one of the newest countries to come into existence in Europe, and the mission and the motive behind the establishment of this tiny but powerful nation near the border of Serbia and Croatia is incredible to say the least so i'm gonna go say hi to him shake hands and see what other information i can get for you guys and in the meantime if you don't get enough information about Lieberland from this video please just google them check out their youtube channel it's all they're all over the internet so without further ado let's go meet the president i'm here as promised with the president of Lieberland, vit Yedlichka. Excuse me. Uh, Vit, can you tell us about your time here in the U.S., what you're aiming to achieve, and what your mission uh, for Lieberland and, and this trip in particular is? Well, we had a great reception for state senators and congressmen. Yesterday, we had uh, actually 10 of them coming to our reception, so it was very well attended. And we had also some foreign diplomats coming uh, to the event. And uh, that, that was something where we, we, we're starting to get getting Liberland recognized by different states in the US. I think it's a reasonable step uh, now and it will lead of course to, to the American or US recognition in total. But for us that's the game that the level the right level of the game that we should be playing right now. And a part of that I'm, I'm meeting some great guys here that, that apply for jobs 
Uh, for example, we've got a guy that applied for a job of the Somaliland uh, ambassador. I, I saw the email yeah, go yeah, out. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> but I, I he's here, you know, he's here yeah. and he's, he's a great guy, Pratik. Yeah. He's got a lot of good connections in, in Washington DC and elsewhere. He's a great strategist, he's with, with us for the dinner. Uh, so we've got a dinner of supporters here. And uh, you know, this is just a beautiful group of people that are, can move Liberland forward that came uh, down here. So I'm, I'm really excited, you know, we've got a new representative here in Washington DC. Every single day we've got now 500 new people applying from all over the world, but a lot of people also from US. So I'm, I'm excited about the recent development. Right, and uh, I'm, I think you mentioned it earlier, but could you also touch on the basic foundations of Liberland, what makes it different from any other country that exists? Well, first of all, we are the first country that want to have a voluntary taxation system. So we, it doesn't matter if you don't pay taxes, you know, it just means that you will have a less voting right. And uh, that means that, you know, if you don't want to participate in, in like building and helping the society to grow, okay, then you shouldn't have the, the right to decide about its future. And I think that's fair, that's putting the incentives into alignment. We are also building a first decentralized autonomous government based on these principles. And those principles are derived from what was good in the past, which means the Republic. We have learned a lot from the American Constitution. We've got a little bit of, uh, I would say, influence from the Swiss democracy. And the citizens will be able to veto the laws that are being passed that I think have proven to be very good. But overall, it will be a meritocracy. So the more merits you have, the more shares of the country you have in the country, the bigger your say will be. It's beautiful. I love it. It's a, a community of a community that, in my opinion, and obviously I'm say in your opinion, that is run by the people, and that's that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it, it's you know there was this idea also at the beginning of United States that some of the taxes should be voluntary. It was never put into practice. Uh, but it's about a time we actually make this uh, relation between the state and the citizen a completely voluntary. And when we make that, we release so much potential energy into society. When you remove coercion, you, you always release an extra energy, which I think will prove that Liberland will be the most successful state model in the next century. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Mr. President. I'll go with my left hand here real thank quick. You. And guys, remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level. All right, so that was uh, the fall of 2018. So fast forward two years later, uh, after building that, that bridge and making that connection, um, I had my Dream Chasers podcast, which we've mentioned a few times already, and in communication with President Yadlichka and a few other leaders of the country, I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys could hear that noise, but <laughs> um, I reached out to him and I was just like, uh, is anyone, is there a podcast for the country? Can we, or is anyone doing it? And they're like, yeah, you know, someone started something a few years ago, but never really followed up on it. So as I mentioned, here we are, uh, two years later, episode 54 of the Liberland show just went out. Um, one episode that I want to talk about today is a more recent one is episode 52, which is uh, featuring the Liberland Aid Foundation. Um, that's where I think this presentation today can be more than just, for example, uh, me talking about Liberland and actually creating a partnership and something with two humanitarian efforts moving forward. Um, 
I know since moving away from D.C., I haven't been as plugged into our, our group as I once was, as Glenn mentioned, uh, you know, some good times as treasurer from 2015 to 2018. But I look at um, what we have going on at Lieberland now after interviewing 50 plus people that are involved with the country. We have 90 representatives all around the world, um, a lot of rotary involvement already in Europe and other countries. But I don't I don't really know as far as a rotary club in the U.S. that is, you know, started to work with, with Lieberland or the Lieberland Aid Foundation. So that's why I wanted to have Joey here. Um, but I'm going to, after this, share the interview that I'm talking about with you guys that I did. And, um, you know, the, the Lieberland uh, Aid Foundation is working on projects in Haiti. Um, they recently just donated, or I should say we recently just donated 36,000 pounds of rice and beans during the COVID mayhem. Um, some other cool projects, mask donations, COVID relief to, uh, to Brazil, donating uh, computers to schools in Serbia, donating 3D printers, teaching them how to use it. There's another really exciting project right now around the corner called Trees for Peace, which is uh, in partnership with the Haitian Red Cross. And so um, I'm just seeing all these similarities between what we do at Rotary and what, we, what we're working on at Lieberland, especially from the humanitarian side. And I just think that if we build that bridge, some cool things can happen. So I'm going to kind of interview you guys too at the end of this presentation and see what thoughts and questions you might have in regards to, uh, you know, what to do moving forward here. But also, as I mentioned, I do have a, a presentation that was sent over to me today uh, from the Lieberland headquarters. I messaged him last night once I found out Joey wasn't going to be able to join me today. And I was like, hey, do we have a presentation where, um, you know, I can, I can show my, my Rotary Club a little bit more about Lieberland. And so here we go. I'm going to share this one with you guys too now. Uh, and this is going to be fun. As I mentioned, it's going to be fun because this is my first time going through the presentation as well. So uh, there's 39 slides. We're probably going to just go through it pretty quickly here. But um, here's a little bit of the, the beautiful nature of Lieberland over there, as I mentioned, in, uh, in the Yugoslavian area, which I think I mentioned it there in that video. I'm, uh, my family, I'm, I'm Yugoslavian as well. I'm Slovenian, so... This kind of goes back to my roots by being associated with Lieberland. Um, so here we go. Uh, Republic, democracy, meritocracy, as Vic said in that last video, that's kind of the, the governance model, the governance breakdown of the country. Uh, it's the first country in the entire world built on blockchain technology, which is a relatively new concept. Uh, but if you look at the foundation of how blockchain operates, it's very similar back to how in the 90s, uh, the inception of the internet and it's kind of funny to look at um you know just look at how back when people said that well i was probably like five years old but when people said that the internet wasn't really going to be that big um and now look at us like we're here so uh blockchain is kind of like the internet 2.0 and to have a country built on the, the technology around it is pretty exciting um as I mentioned, we're gonna kind of go through this relatively quickly because you got 39 slides, but if you see something here, um, especially if you're watching the replay video, this would be helpful. You can pause it, so you can go back and check this out. But here's just some cool highlights from Lieberland. Um, as I mentioned, registrations, applications. Actually, I don't think I did mention that. So anyone right now listening, if you go to Lieberland.org, you can apply for e-residency. Um, I'm an e-resident of Lieberland. I don't know if you'll be able to see it because I'm sharing my screen right now, but I will show you my e-residency card here. And, um, you know, once Lieberland is on to the next chapter and on to the next level, I will be able to open my own business there. And uh, that's one of the cool things. If you look at the e-residency model with Estonia, that's the country that we have kind of modeled this project or this uh, e-residency e concept after. Um, there you go. That's what the card looks like there. Um, 
So here you can see, uh, also if you just go on Google, Google Maps, type in Liberland, you'll see exactly where it is. It, it, this is what it looks like from the aerial view. Um, and these are some of the concepts for the future design of the country. Um, a lot of infrastructure is still yet to be built just due to, uh, well, some of the things that come with starting a new country. <laughs> but uh, really, um, some really cool takeaways here. So you know what? I'm sure you guys got questions. And as I mentioned, I, this is fresh off the press, this presentation. So we're just going to do this. And if you go back and you check out the replay of this video, you can pause it and see all the cool things. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had any Libra beer yet, but i um, looking forward to that, that day. There is a Liberland airport um, on the Serbian side of the river that was acquired a year ago. Um, and we've started to use it. You can see here, that's the beginning of the, the inception of the Liberland airport right there. Uh, there's a Miss Liberland. Um, she, won, Holy shit. she won a competition and I'm sorry, I don't know what exactly which competition. That's her right there doing her thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> for anyone who, speaks Croatian or Serbian. There you go. <laughs> uh, Liberland Chamber of Commerce. Floating Liberland. Actually, I'm happy that I see this is where the slides come in handy. Um, so there are floating homes on the Danube River right now. Um, so anyone who is interested in, in acquiring one or purchasing one, they are for sale. Um, I one thing also that I need to mention is I, I help facilitate our weekly meeting, similar to like what we have with Rotary. Um, and how Glenn facilitates this meeting. Um, I guess I kind of talked my way into it through the podcast, but now um, every Tuesday we have our international calls where all the leaders from the different countries come together. And I've uh, been blessed with the uh, opportunity to be the one to, to host and run those meetings. So again, if you have any questions that I can't answer today, I will definitely get you connected with someone who can't answer them. Um, we actually have a boat called the Bitcoin Freedom. This is the animated version of it. Uh, oh, there we go. <clears throat> Some more conceptions here for the floating homes and suites on the Bitcoin Freedom. And uh, this festival, festival actually just took place. If you also go to Lieberland's YouTube channel, you'll find all of the podcast episodes that I've done there, as well as presentations from the fifth anniversary, which was in April. Um, and then also we just had a summer conference called Floating Man. Um, and we were really excited about that because, you know, I wasn't able to attend because of coronavirus, but our Euro European representatives, a lot of them were able to go there and gather. And during a time where, you know, groups, it's tough for groups to come together. We were really happy that we were able to accomplish it and have a little festival this year. Probably one of the few festivals in Europe. <laughs> um, that's our president, first lady, and one of their children. They now have two. And okay, we made it through. Cool. So <clears throat> this is, that was fun. Let me see what other notes here I got for you guys, and then uh, we'll open it up for questions. Um, well, you know what? That pretty much hits on it. I just want to reemphasize, though, the, uh, the, the Liberland Aid Foundation. If you go to liberlandfoundation.org, um, you can find out a lot more about the projects that uh, we're working on. And uh, that's 
again, the guy who I wanted to bring on here, Joey Langenbrunner, is right based out of D.C. actually. So uh, a good local connection to have for Lieberland. And, um, hey, I mean, in this corona era that we're living in, as I've seen with our club, I mean, you guys have – I say show you guys because I'm, I'm still a part of it. <laughs> We've really um, – I, from what I could see, pivoted and done a really successful job not letting the virus affect – the group, if anything, it seems like the group's getting stronger and stronger as we have these meetings. For example, um, if it wasn't for coronavirus, then I don't, you know, I don't think I would be here. So, um, and same goes for many of us. So, anyways, just taking advantage of the time that we have to pivot and recreate ourselves. That's where we're at. My name is Adam Carswell, host of the Lieberland Show, host of the Dream Chasers podcast. Make sure if you guys haven't subscribed to those shows, uh, you just go ahead and. Type it in on uh, Google. I'm sure you'll find it. Lieberland Show, Adam Carr as well, Dream Chasers, um, or just send me a note. The end of the presentation. <laughs> Let's uh, open it up for questions and see how we can keep pushing this thing forward. Yeah, Adam. Uh-huh. Uh, a, a personal question. Sure. <laughs> More so uh, about you and your life than about Lieberland. Yep. But you were probably the most enthusiastic entrepreneur I know and of course that that has been the nature of some of the videos you've done for me at, at our entrepreneurial school in Honduras and so uh, as you're a great networker and I'm just kind of curious how Lieberland fits into your entrepreneurial aspirations your networking efforts uh, and uh, your real estate uh, work uh, how do those things come together? I'll kind of want to learn from you on that point. I find it very similar to how um, I think Rotary was a good entryway into international networking in a way that I never foresaw coming. Um, Lieberland, as I mentioned, we have <clears throat> you know over 90 representatives in different countries around the world. And so one really cool thing that the, you know, being a part of, of the Lieberland community and hosting a show has done for me is it's gotten me to have conversations with, um, you know, for example, someone who's very credible in the blockchain industry. His name is Roger Veer. He's the creator of Bitcoin.com. And I got to go on his podcast. And from going on his podcast, you know, that kind of projected uh, my name out there internationally. And I had a handful of people reach out to me and Ultimately, what that interview did was inspired one of my, my colleagues um, who I work with at Concordia Realty. His name is Michael Flight, managing principal. Um, you know, from that interview up until now, we've gone down this blockchain uh, rabbit hole and are getting ready to launch um, a security token, which is kind of like a cryptocurrency, but it's a digital asset that's actually backed by real tangible assets, real estate. And so if it wasn't for Lieberland, that might have still happened. But um, it's really cool to see how, you know, that connection led to where I'm at now. And if, you know, we're, we're doing the replay video, as I mentioned, or for anyone tuned in live, uh, you can go to libertyfund.io. That's the project there that we're working on. And it's a really exciting real estate project. It'll be the first of its kind, um, especially in the U.S. And we're excited because, I mean, I'm sure you guys know the stigma behind cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology is like, oh, you know, what is it? It's highly, highly unregulated or if anything starting to get overregulated in the U.S. Uh, it's been very difficult for a lot of companies to launch. 
Uh, but we've gone through all the legal loopholes that we needed to to get to where we're at. And we're just really excited to be the first ones to do this security token in the U.S. Thank you. Steve. And actually, let me see if I can get it. I'll get the, ga uh, the gallery view up just in case I can miss any raised hands. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Steve. I've never heard of Lieberland, and I read the newspaper, and I'm a st student of history. What is the genesis of of the the country, and, and a little, little background on Sure, it. yeah, yeah. Sorry, just kind of dove into it, huh? <laughs> um, so if you trace back to the time where the Yugoslavian war kind of came to an end and lines were drawn in the sand, etc., there, the Lieberland, the parcel of land, was, um, and, and I might not use the proper terminology here, but basically on a map or legally, it looks as though it belongs to Croatia, but it's on the Serbian side of the river. And there's a reason why Croatia has come out and said, you know, this parcel of land is not ours. There's a reason why Serbia has come out and said, this is not ours. Um, the reason, the exact reasoning why I'm not sure, but it has to do with, you know, some dispute between borders, which we see all over the place. And so because both of those, both nations had come out and, and said that, um, our president did his research. He found out, wow, actually this is, this isn't technically an unclaimed parcel of land according to international law. And that was, uh, as I mentioned, 20, 2014, 2015, when this all took place. So, April 13th, uh, 2015, President Yelichka went down there to Lieberland and had the flag, that, oh, <laughs> the flag that you see behind me, <laughs> and stuck it in the ground and said, I claim this, uh, you know, I claim this territory for the Free Republic of Lieberland. And um, that's kind of where it all started. Now, since then, um, Croatia hasn't been the friendliest <laughs> in us proceeding, but, uh, you know, we continue to grow. And the cool thing is, again, because of the internet and the way the country has been structured so far, we've really been able to grow many aspects of the country, despite not having the most direct access to the land, again, just because of uh, some technicalities. But we, you know, we've got legal teams behind it and continue to push forward. And, you know, I don't think there's any country that was built in one year or two years, you know, it takes time. So, that's kind of where we're at. We're still in the, the as you mentioned, the genesis phase, but it's it's been a lot of fun for me here for the past three years. Adam? Neil. And I saw I, I Roy, that, Roy's got a question too. I see that Ron Paul has a passport. Yeah, uh, good research. Are, are, uh, is, is that universally accepted? Um, the passport is accepted and recognized by a couple countries, one which um, President Yelichka mentioned in that video briefly that I did with him, which is the Republic of uh, Somaliland. It might not be the Republic, but Somaliland, which is right near Somalia in Africa. There's a few other countries of that caliber which um, recognize Lieberland, and I know we have some communications, for example, with like Taiwan right now. So... Um, I know some people who have used that passport in, in certain situations and kind of like gotten by with it because whoever was checking them wasn't like, you know, doing their research. But, um, you know, it's a work in progress. You got to, you kind of got to, uh, what's the phrase? You know, dig, dig the ditches before the rain starts pouring. How big is that island? Uh, 
right just around the size of four square kilometers. So uh, not the biggest, but definitely um, a unique place. <laughs> so how many citizens are? Uh, right now, the citizenship is somewhere between, I believe, 500 and 1,000. Um, and there's what, I mean, it's closing in on a million now as far as applications for citizenship. And I know that's been probably one of the toughest things for um, our governance is managing the influx of applications because, again, you've, we've just got them coming in from all over different parts around the world. And so really the people who have become citizens of Lieberland are individuals like um, myself and those who are highly involved um, making the country recognized. It, it says here that uh, 200,000 200, applications a week and only 30 were accepted. What's the <laughs> criteria for accepting them? Yeah, well, as I mentioned, getting to know us and getting involved is like definitely the, the biggest step forward. So, I mean, anyone on, on this call that's interested in citizenship or getting more connected with Lieberland or, or e-residency e is much more attainable. Um, you can you know, reach out to me. Uh, I'll get you connected with the right people. Uh, and yeah, I'm not sure that 200,000 in one week, that might've been uh, like a- that was, that was back in, that was back in 2015. Okay, so yeah, around the inception. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure the exact number right now, um, but that's, uh, it's good questions. I know um, Roy- Are you a dual citizen? <laughs> I'm, I'm on the way. I'm on the way. There, I'm, I'm ready. I actually uh, am only a e-resident at the time because I will be getting my citizenship once I can actually go there and visit the land. Um, that's how part of the, well, at least in my conversations, how President Yadlichka likes to do it. And honestly, I, I would feel much more proud and happy that once I do physically go to Lieberland to uh, get my citizenship, it, it'd just be a more special moment than getting it in the mail. So no rush, it's on the way. Um, Sounds like a potential mouse that's roaring. <laughs> like a what? Sounds like a potential uh, mouse that roars, that movie years ago, there the mouse go. that roared. That's it. I mean, it's, it's an entrepreneurial uh, haven as we see it too. We really wanna see the country get to a level, for example, that we might see Singapore today or Hong Kong or Monaco. Uh, the successful city-states that have generated a lot of wealth. That's the, the direction we, we see it going. Um, Roy, I know you raised your hand like two or three times, so I want to get to you. <laughs> Steve got my question. Oh, did he? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hello, this is Chris. Uh, glad to meet you. Nice to meet uh, you, Chris. Uh, two questions. Um, what are the, um, the additional steps that should be take, that you all going to take in order to become official, are you, or are you trying to become an official member of the U United Nations? That's, I mean, that's number one on the list. And it all starts with getting recognized by um, anyone, you know, anyone that we can. That's why I mentioned humanitarian efforts are so powerful. Um, you know, I know internationally, yeah, the country of Haiti might not be like the most, you know, noteworthy or praised, but it is, it is a country, a part of the United Nations, and for us to be partnered with the Red Cross and working on projects with them is a huge step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. um, I know we have some strong connections with individuals at the state level of New Jersey, <clears throat> uh, state level of Ohio. The, actually, the Ohio Libertarian Party, um, I believe, issued a statement of recognition. And so whether it's city, state, 
country, you know, any level of recognition that we can keep pushing for and getting, um, you know, we believe is going to ultimately get us into that, um, you know, that United Nations recognition that we're aiming for. And uh, another cool thing, make sure to do, uh, if you want, if you have time, look up um, President Yedlishka's uh, presentation to the European Union. He spoke at the European Union at least once, maybe even twice within the past uh, year or so. And, you know, again, we just view that as another huge step in the right direction for Liberland. And what's your, do you have a website for the real estate venture that you mentioned? Yeah, yeah. Um, libertyfund.io. And you can go to libertyfund.io and um, at the top of the page, you can see it. Or if you scroll down to the bottom and you put your email and your information in there, uh, we have a free report on the future of blockchain and real estate. You know, why we're excited about it, why we're excited about our project, what makes it special, unique, ready to be successful. Um, highly recommend if you have any interest in investing in real estate from a futuristic perspective, uh, libertyfund.io, we, we really see ourselves as a model for um, the direction that the industry is going. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Sue, I know you, yeah, there you go. How are you doing, Sue? Hi. I have a couple questions. It looks like you, you said your airport's on the Serbian side. That is correct. So are you, do they run the airport? Are you under Serbian uh, air flight rules and and what carriers from from what countries are flying to that airport yeah um so as of as of right now it's a it's a private airport um and that's well you know largely just because as you saw the size of it as well but we definitely one have much more support from the country of serbia um over the past five years they're really the ones we have a free trade zone too, which I can't believe I forgot to mention, but re just recently opened, so that's probably why I forgot. Um, there's a free trade zone in Apatine, Serbia, or near Apatine. Um, and so that just kind of goes to back up what I was saying and what the direction I think you're going, which is, um, you know, the, yeah, the airport is private for the time being, um, but at the same time, I mean, the Serbian government and people and those right there along those cities in the Danube River, Sambor is another one. Um, they've all been very supportive in the growth and the development of Liberland because they can see like, wow, um, you know, once this becomes the vision that has been created, it's really going to bring a lot of positivity and, and growth and economic value to that portion of the world, which could really use it. Have you seen um, any of Serbs asked to, for that region to um, take care of some of the refugees? We have, uh, as far as I know, we haven't. Um, that's something where, you know, I probably wouldn't necessarily be the best one to speak on it, but I haven't, I haven't heard much of, uh, much refugee talk. Uh, I, I just think immediately our, our Minister of Foreign Affairs, Thomas Wallace, would be the perfect one to answer that. And uh, he's actually based out of uh, Fort Lauderdale. So, uh, really cool guy. Go check it. Tom, Thomas Wallace. He's got like two or three interviews in the Lieberland Show archive. Go ahead and and check him out. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Angelo, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? Good. Glad meeting you. Listen, uh, I'm a European. You are? Yeah, I'm from Italy. So yes. as uh, like uh, Joe, I never heard about this uh, new country. But do you foresee any territorial expansion of this uh, free country? 
and if it is positive, can be a kind of point of controversy between Croatia and Serbia. You said that Croatia is not very friendly at the moment, you know, towards this new entrepreneur uh, situation. So do you foresee any, because we live in Europe after the uh, Yugoslavia fell, you know, all these uh, uh, wars between, you know, uh, these uh, newborn uh, uh, sub-countries like Serbia, Croatia, uh, and then we had Kosovo and, and so do you, do you foresee any trouble? Um, I think, I think it, would, it probably would be, be wrong to say that, you know, we don't see for any, foresee any trouble because you just never know what the future can hold. Um, I think as far as you mentioned territorial expansion, from what I can see, there's no real desire at the moment, definitely, definitely at the moment to um, acquire any land beyond, you know, what we've, what we've claimed is Liberland. I think, you know, with, with the airport and the free trade zone being on the Serbian side of the river and the negotiations that we've made with, with Serbia and the Serbian government, um, again, I'm not really a part of like the details of those negotiations. I just know that's what we've done. Um, you could consider that, I guess, territorial expansion. But as far as us like wanting to, you know, take large chunks of neighboring countries, I think that Liberland would have to become established and, and kind of prove to the world that it's set out to do what it's aimed to accomplish. And then at that point, I mean, it's, it's kind of like who knows what could happen. Um, as far as any type of, you know, aggression between the countries involved, it's something that I think our president has just been very diplomatic and very smart um, on how to handle those situations. So, um, you know, we always put forth the non-aggression principle. And um, I, I think you know, as far as I know, that's, that's, that's where we're at. And I, don't, I don't think we have uh, yeah, any type of like military threats, if you will, at the moment. But I do know when, you know, if and when that day comes that there's, there will be, uh, you know, a solution for it. Well, it seems like a historical anomaly for two countries to say, we don't want that territory. It's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I wish, this is why um, my buddy Joey, <laughs> I wish I could, let me see if I could read the text because it was so funny. I was like, hey, I'm going to be speaking to uh, my Rotary Club. Can you uh, come and speak? Can you, and I said, can you and or the president of the Lieberland Aid Foundation come um, and speak with me? And he said, yeah, let me talk to them. And I thought that meant that he was saying like, yeah, let me come talk to, to everyone here today. But he meant like, let me go check with everyone to see if they could make it. So anyways, <laughs> um, you know, Joey has run me through this before. And again, as I mentioned, he's in the DC area. It has something, it, it would make sense if you heard it. And it has something to do with, it's more in Croatia's favor than Serbia's favor to keep it how it is now. Um, and that's kind of why it, it's at a little bit of a standstill at the moment. Well, I think that will last. I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> this is very. This is very curious to me. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Do you think that will last? I mean, uh, my thought process is you know, as time goes by, um, we have built better relationships with Croatia since the inception. Um, so. I, don't know, I guess I, I can't go on record and say like like a, a bribe or something is going to happen, but I, you know I don't 
I'm not at that <laughs> diplomatic level of any country, but I know there's always things that can happen that, you know, as common folks, we don't really know. Um, so I, I do know that uh, we've, we're definitely seeking, um, you know, legal counsel. And again, I, I'm not the decision maker in this process. I just think as time goes by, like someone's going to shake the right hand and things are, are going to work out. Well, Adam, thank you so much. Uh, I think it gives good opportunity to some of the, the newer members of the club and, and all of us who haven't seen you for a while to uh, catch up and get to know you. And fortunately, everybody has your email uh, they can uh, use for follow-up questions and contacts. And uh, just really appreciate your, uh, your sharing with us. You're uh, a different kind of guy. And uh, we enjoy uh, the insight that you offer, and uh, I certainly enjoy uh, your podcast and, 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 and our, our personal conversations over the years. So thank you again. We appreciate you coming. Thank you so much for having me, Glenn. It was, it was a lot of fun. Look forward to following up with everyone. Good, good. Okay, what about fines? Who has uh, some... Uh,